today on Podcast by the Bay. I'm proud of some of the policy accomplishments from the past year. Um, in particular, issues that have been important to my home county of San Mateo County in particular, and that's the affordable housing crisis. Current California State Assemblyman for San Mateo County, Kevin Mullins. We also extended the cap-and-trade program uh, with a two-thirds vote, so there's legal certainty there, and that was a bipartisan uh, effort, and that will uh, make sure that that cap-and-trade program uh, has legal certainty going forward, and that's really a model market-based program uh, which generates uh, uh, proceeds from the auction, but the goal is really, over time, bringing down uh, greenhouse gas emissions, and we think it's going to be um, successful. Also... Current city council and former mayor, Joe Gothals of San Mateo. Workforce housing and affordable housing are essential. That's one of the main things that city councils do is we make decisions about land use. And so we have to provide the kinds of housing that our citizens need. And we've seen a huge change in the last 25 years, and I've lived here ever since I was born. So growing up in San Mateo, I, I remember when we were very much a suburban community, and now we have to provide more housing for the kinds of jobs that we're seeing. And finally, current city council and former mayor of Belmont, Charles Stone. We've actually got some housing being built, and we have some projects in the queue with, for instance, 25% affordable. This year we raised the minimum wage to match what they've done in San Mateo. That's something I'm incredibly uh, excited about and proud of. And most importantly, we brought back a tone of civility to Belmont, which used to have a reputation as one of the most divisive councils in the county. All coming up on today's show. Stay tuned. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com slash podcast by the bay and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. Liberty Realty. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, another podcast by the Bay. Okay, welcome to Podcast by the Bay. This is Andre. And this is Patrick. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks to all our listeners who have reached out to us, who have commented and gave us some good feedback, gave us some suggestions. We really appreciate it. Today we have a wonderful special show. We have Kevin Mullins, our state assemblyman here in San Mateo, actually exclusive interview. Patrick was actually able to get an exclusive interview with Kevin Mullins and we're going to highlight that on today's show. Uh, we also have some other councilmen and former mayor from Belmont, also from San Mateo. So we actually have a really packed show today, really good uh, opportunity to listen to some of our elected officials and to kind of hear their version on workforce housing, their vision on uh, housing and just in general, the traffic and things like that. So I think there's a lot of things happening today. Uh, just in your opinion, Patrick, and just in your feedback We've done a lot over the last six weeks. We've been moving. What what do you what is your I guess feedback on some of the the interviews and some of the people that we've worked with? And uh, yeah, just wanted to hear coming your feedback. 
Well, first of all, I wanted to, to thank Kevin Kevin Miller, a city manager, and Jeff, the community development, uh, for the exclusive interview and the opportunity to talk about the levy. Uh, they did an excellent job in their explanation of the levy and the cost and the determination that the city is pushing forward on it. Also, to dovetail with that, I want to also thank Sam Runko. Sam Runko, as you know, we interviewed him a little bit about a month before Kevin Miller. Uh, and this was in regards to his property on the levy and his easement. We wish them both the very best of luck. And um, Andre and I were looking forward to interviewing more peop- more uh, mayors on the peninsula. I've, I've set one up coming up with the Daily City Mayor, uh, first uh Filipino woman, uh, Jocelyn, I will be meeting with her next week uh, after Christmas, and hopefully that will be informative. Um, we're also looking forward uh, to having a celebrity guest that wants to do a podcast on the homeless in San Mateo County, for veterans especially. Um, Andre knows that I did a little bit of an interview with some transitional housing for veterans in Menlo Park. Um, so we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Mullen's interview. I would like to hear your response. I know Kevin was very cooperative and he's very excited about the way we want to deliver the news or engage the people, so to speak. What's your take, Andre? Yeah, I, I, I actually agree. I think uh, you know, to all you folks out there listening, um, we we do appreciate your feedback, your suggestions your comments, um, send us a direct email. If you have any kind of ideas for shows you want to engage with us, podcastbythebay at gmail.com. And you can also look at our website directly, highwaysoul.com, and you can reach us through there. So also, just to kind of piggyback on upon, upon what you're saying, Patrick, I do want to thank our councilman, Foster City Councilman Herb Perez, for his time in the interview. Uh, it was very enlightening to hear kind of his vision on business development and uh, the school school board relationship with the San Mateo Foster City, and also uh, Bob Cushman. So I do want to reach out and thank you to Bob Cushman, who um, uh, who's actually provided us with a wonderful interview about the Saris Regis Project. I think that was a great uh, opportunity. Also, Steve Okamoto, right? Steve Okamoto. Um, definitely hearing his perspective on the, uh, the internment of the Japanese uh, American citizen. So that, that was a, that was an enlightening kind of episode. And I appreciate you, you working with him, Patrick, to actually, to, to get that interview. Um, also want to thank to some of our listeners that actually reached out to us. Um, Evan on next door was a great suggestion. He, re- he connected me with some, um, uh, people actually who are actually for housing developments um so actually i think that's very interesting to kind of hear some different perspectives i actually do want to talk about upcoming shows we we do want to talk about some of the bigger issues and i think patrick um i think we're kind of in agreement with that is that i think there's some global uh, national uh issues that are happening right right you're talking about sexual harassment you're talking about um gun control there, there, there's different uh, things that are happening right now on the national scale um and uh, you know something like a sexual harassment is something that I think everybody is is kind of a you know that's the big kind of topic at the moment. So we're happy to kind of have shows about some of these topics in the, in the upcoming future and to kind of really dive into them and to kind of hear different feedbacks. And I think that that's what we're about here at Podcast by the Bay, where we really want to kind of hear some of the local feedback, but then also we're all willing to talk about some of the bigger issues and really kind of hear some of the citizens. Andre, you bring up such a good point, and and I know this has been Andre's passion as well as mine. 
Our main thing, too, is safety for the people that live on the peninsula. We're dealing with old environmental impact reports. Environmental impact reports are generated by each uh, city or development that they develop out there, whether it's a condo project or commercial project. Um, and when they look at the environmental studies, it's based on occupancy. It's based on numbers of traffic, traffic studies. With what Andre and I are saying, we're building so many buildings. We're having so much more density housing. Andre and I are not against housing, but with the density housing, we have to have our citizens protected. Our police and fire are probably going to be more than understaffed. As Andre and I have talked about before, most of our police and fire live out of the area. So we're all concerned. We want to hear your voices. We want to hear your opinions because we need to get back that to our elected officials. And we need your ideas and suggestions. How can we mediate this problem? Do we need to bring the technology uh, giants in to help us, your Google, your Apple, your Facebook? We need to put a plan together. Well, this is all good feedback. This is all good to discussion. I think that's what we're, we're going to ask Kevin Mullins here in the interview. You're going to hear his feedback. You're going to hear some of the other elected fis- uh, officials in Belmont in uh, San Mateo. So we got a great interview show t- coming up from uh, the Democratic Holiday Party that Patrick was uh, had access to, and he was able to attend and really talk to some of the, our elected officials. So I think these, these are great discussions. We can go on and on and on. I, I really enjoy talking about it. Um, I really do. So... Um, so I think with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. We're going to get to the interviews, and we really appreciate everybody. Have any feedback, reach out to us, podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Check us out at highwaysoul.com. And, yeah, li- listen to us, spread the word, see us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash podcastbythebay. So just go ahead and uh, reach out to us, uh, you know, check us out, and, uh, we, we, you know, uh, enjoy. So with that, have a great holiday season, and we'll see you next time on Podcast by the Bay. This is Andre. And this is Patrick. Happy holidays to all of you. Podcast by the Bay, and I've got Kevin Mullins out here, and I'm, I'm going to say welcome, uh, Kevin Mullins. He's our state assemblyman, and wanted to congratulate him also, too, because he's a father now. And you know, twins? Twins are on the way. Oh, twins uh, are on the way. Have Super you Bowl Sunday. Super so. Bowl Sunday. What a day. What a day. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for serving, uh, Kevin. We really sure. greatly appreciate that. Uh, is there any burning issues that you would like to talk about that the uh, uh, State Assembly has been working on that you're proud of to say that you well, were a part of? I'm proud of some of the policy accomplishments from the past year, um, in particular issues that have been important to my home county of San Mateo County in particular, and that's the affordable housing crisis and transportation mobility. We put an affordable housing package together, a two-thirds vote, uh, which was a uh, uh, all of our Democrats in the Assembly uh, supported that package to streamline the development of affordable housing and create a funding stream for affordable housing. We also put together a, a transportation package to deal with our transportation infrastructure, which we've been ignoring for uh, decades, unfortunately, but it's a $52 billion over 10-year package for uh, local streets and roads, uh, state roads and highways, as well as investment in public transportation. So those were our twin priorities as a caucus. We also extended the cap-and-trade program 
with the two-thirds vote, so there's legal certainty there, and that was a bipartisan uh, effort, and that will uh, make sure that that cap-and-trade program uh, has legal certainty going forward, and that's really a model market-based program uh, which generates uh, uh, proceeds from the auction, but the goal is really, over time, bringing down uh, greenhouse gas emissions, and we think it's going to be um, successful. So we have uh, a number of accomplishments uh, that we're proud of, but much more to do. And uh, there's no secret that uh, we have a, a sexual harassment um, situation that is uh, extremely serious, and you're going to hear a lot about that when we return, uh, in particular when, we, when the legislature reconvenes in January, uh, a number of reforms to really change our process on how we handle Can we go uh, back complaints. to transportation a little bit? I know some of our listeners are curious. So what is actually happening in 92 and 101? Because I know there's a program and they've got some plans out there. Could you tell the audience what they're planning right. on doing? There are a series of improvements uh, at 101 and 92, which, as you know, is an incredible hotspot with the amount of jobs that are being created on the peninsula. We've got, we've got the lowest unemployment rate in the state here in San Mateo County. It's, I think, going to uh, prove to be the lowest unemployment rate in America. So we've got so many jobs that are being created right here in our backyard, but we're not building enough housing. Uh, So we've got uh, lots and lots of traffic congestion, and that is a real choke point. Um, One of the things we also did on transportation was created something called Regional Measure 3, which will be put before the voters probably in June of 2018 in the primary election, which is uh, going before the voters of the nine-county Bay Area. It's a potential toll increase up to $3, which is a significant increase. Uh, But that will be up to the voters on a majority vote if they're willing to raise their tolls on the toll bridges. But there'll be $50 million that's designated for the 101-92 interchange for a series of improvements, uh, which I think will help at least a little Bit in terms of our traffic congestion at that Are at you that in choke favor area. Of density housing. I support um, increasing affordable housing. Uh, it's a local land use decision, largely, but I do believe that. Um, it, Particularly in this area, we've got a tremendous imbalance between the number of jobs being created and the number of housing units. Our jobs housing imbalance uh, is pretty severe. So we need to do more in this county, and density along transit corridors is certainly one way to accomplish that. What you, uh, what's your opinion? I know Foster City is looking at rezoning some property called the Saris Regis Project, and they're going to be putting workforce housing. Could you make a distinction for the audience out there, the difference between workforce housing and affordable housing? Well, uh, it's a little bit of a distinction without a difference. We want to make housing affordable for our workers. Um, And I think there are some old notions, though, about what affordable housing means and really who benefits from affordable housing. Um, I think um, some images are conjured up of really like low quality housing that's being built. In reality, these are, in many cases, very high quality uh, uh, developments that are putting uh, teachers uh, into homes, uh, police and fire and public sector workers. Um, you know, we've got a real issue here. If you go through any downtown in San Mateo County, you see the help wanted signs, restaurants, uh, uh, various retail shops. They're having trouble finding workers because service workers can't afford to live in San Mateo County. So we've got a real uh, crisis on our hands, but we are uh, 
uh, tackling it, but it's going to require local efforts, state efforts, and help from the federal government, too, when it comes to tax, tax credits and, and financing. Okay, and I want to go back on some legislation that you did real well, and that was to make sure to uh, get our primary at the right time. Why don't you talk about that? I'm all <laughs> proud of that, and I know a lot of our listeners are, too, especially for a large state like the state yeah. of California. So this is the primetime primary, which will kick in in the 2020 presidential election. I was the principal co-author of Senate Bill 568, which will move California's primary to Super Tuesday, which will be the first Tuesday in March in 2020. And our primaries will regularly be in March uh, every even year subsequent uh, to that. The goal here is California, uh, sixth largest economy in the world, one out of eight uh, Americans is a Californian. We've got a huge uh, population, a diverse economy, a diverse population, but we are an afterthought when it comes to uh, presidential elections. So this will really put California in play. And so many people are voting by mail now in California that millions of California voters are going to cast their ballot in February, right after Iowa New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina, the early kind of proving ground states, California will, uh, I don't know if we'll be decisive, but we will absolutely be more of a factor than we've been in previous cycles. Okay, I don't want to keep too much of your time because you're at a holiday party. Anything you want to close with podcast by the Bay that uh, for people to look out for the future in San Mateo County? Sure. Well, I just want to applaud you, Patrick, uh, for taking the initiative to create this and uh, shine a light on some of the issues that are affecting us here on the Bayside uh, in San Mateo County and look forward to being a uh, a returning guest if you'll you have me. You will be a returning guest to podcast by the Bay. Thanks, Excellent. Thanks, Kevin. Wow, thank you to Kevin Mullins and Patrick for speaking with him regarding some of the issues here in San Mateo County. That was very exciting to listen to that. Now we're going to actually switch over to current city councilman and former mayor of San Mateo, Joe Gothals, really discussing workforce housing and housing issues all about San Mateo. So here we go. This is Patrick interviewing Joe Gothals. Here we go. Workforce housing and affordable housing are essential. That's one of the main things that city councils do is we make decisions about land use. And so we have to provide the kinds of housing that our citizens need. And we've seen a huge change in the last 25 years, and I've lived here ever since I was born. So growing up in San Mateo, I I remember when we were very much a suburban community, and now we have to provide more housing for the kinds of jobs that we're seeing. And now, I'm assuming you're aware of the project in Foster City, the proposed Ceres Regis, which is the city is working close with the developer to build workforce housing. Can you give the audience your definition of what workforce housing and affordable housing, because it's a little bit different meaning. Absolutely. My definition of workforce housing has to do with 80 to 120 percent of the area media, the area median income. And then affordable housing would be Anything uh, below 80% of the area median income up to 120% of the area median income, all of those are affordable for people who, um, who live in the area with a, with a typical median income job. Um, we have major projects downtown where we're trying to provide hundreds of units of workforce housing. We have a, a major project in Bay Meadows as part of our Bay Meadows redevelopment that will have over 100 units of affordable housing below 80% of the area median income. And I think there are areas all along El Camino and in the rail corridor where we have to agree to go above the regular 55-foot height limit. And we have well, to, we have to com- consider 75 feet. Right. 75 is is not 
too much to ask in the city of San Mateo. I want to compliment the city of uh, San Mateo, what they did out there with some of those uh, uh, affordable housing where they made the situation that they had to have a share car or stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Are you familiar with the townhouses out there that you can't have a car, you have a shared vehicle? Absolutely. We have uh, transit demand management in place for all new developments to make sure that uh, new developments are, are taking proactive measures, whether it's having uh, bike share or car share on site, uh, reducing the number of parking spaces to encourage folks to use the train. And in, in many instances, we're mandating that people provide uh, a train pass, a, a a pass to ride the train for all of the people who live there. That's an excellent idea. I live in Foster City, and I've, I've knocked on a few doors over time, and I'm going to tell you they're passionate about seeing a commuter lane. What do you think about on Hillsdale Boulevard working a commuter lane so someone between working with Foster City on a commuter lane so people can get to the transit? Because I found out on talking to a lot of the people who live in Foster City, the tech people, they can't get out on Hillsdale Boulevard early enough to get to the train. So I don't know about a commuter lane on Hillsdale Boulevard. I've looked at a dedicated bus lane on El Camino, and I think that there are certainly places where I think that it could work. There are other places along the peninsula where a dedicated bus lane would be much tougher, especially in, in Burlingame and places like that where you, you really don't have the space for it. But I would support it through San Mateo. A dedicated bus lane makes a lot of sense to help support commuters. I also think that an HOV lane or an HOT lane on 101 is going to be essential in order to reward people like myself who carpool or take the train or take the bus. Okay, why don't we talk about a partnership that uh, Foster City did uh, recently with San Mateo, which was a uh, scoop. Can you talk about Scoop. I think I talked to Kevin Miller about Scoop, and I think our partnership is up with Scoop, and I'm not sure whether San Mateo is going to continue on with Scoop, and I'm not sure whether we really have good accounting on that. So uh, any comments on Scoop? So we did a pilot with Scoop, and the pilot was relatively successful. I was proud to see that some people took advantage of it. Um, It was a test for us to see how many people we could get to participate in the program. Mm -hmm. And it didn't get uh, tremendous support. There weren't overwhelming numbers of people who took advantage of it. But it's just one of the many, many ways that we're trying to get people to get out of their car, get get into a carpool-like situation with other people, and take cars off the road. Because we're not going to solve our traffic problems without getting people out of their own cars. I I agree with you 100%. Now, Foster City had a transportation uh, seminar. Were you able to attend that? I know I did. I didn't see you there, but maybe you were busy. I, I don't believe that I made it to the one that you're talking about. Well, it was an excellent one. We we had people from Caltrain's. We we had people from just about every public trans, Sam Trams, and everything else. I think it, Rick Bonilla, the mayor of San Mateo, and Charles Stone, the former mayor of Belmont, were both there. And those are two people who I collaborate with a lot. Well, since we're fighting for the same tax dollars, federal and state, meaning Sam Trams, Caltrain, and all that other stuff. One of the biggest questions that was brought up is why we don't have a transit district. We have an association where the cities work together, but we don't have a transit district to make more use of clipper cards or to make more use of bus system. Can you comment at all on that, or do you, do you have any opinion on this right now? Well, I'm always supportive of more collaboration and making things simpler. Uh, there's certainly... 
a push in San Mateo County to try to consolidate the, the many districts that we have. That's one of the big challenges in San Mateo County that's been around for a very long time. We have 129 different jurisdictions. And so with all those boards, with all those elected officials, it can be very difficult to come together as one group the way we did with Peninsula Clean Energy and all get on the same page so that we can do something good for the residents of the peninsula. Um, so consolidating into one transit district would be one way that we could do that. Um, I'm not sure that that's the right way, but I would I would support movement in that direction. Well, Joe, this is your second term, so I'm going to give you a little opportunity to brag on what you did in the first four years of your thing. So why don't you go ahead and speak to it? Joe's a, uh, a dynamic guy. I've seen him speak. I was at his couple of his debates. Why don't you tell us what you did in those first four years or what you learned? Well, I learned a lot. I, I learned... Uh, about who serves our local municipalities. The, the people who work for the city of San Mateo are all great people who work hard and who do a, a tremendous work. We, we have some of the, the best and brightest employees for the city of San Mateo in the police department, in the fire department, um, and working in our, our, uh, at our city hall. And you can't run a good city and balance the budget without great people working for your city. I'm tremendously blessed to have all of those. I'm also blessed to have great colleagues on the city council uh, with Maureen Frescott and Diane Pappen and Rick Bonilla. David Lim just retired. Now we have Eric Rodriguez. So great colleagues, a great city manager in Larry Patterson, and then great employees all over the place. San Mateo is one of the safest communities in the state of California. Well, I think Foster City rates a little bit better, but I, I'm going to say San Mateo still rates, uh, or San Mateo still rates up there in the top. We both are. It's yeah. absolutely true. Um, if you break it down to the city level, that Foster City is an extremely safe city, but so is San Mateo. And as a county, we're the second safest county in the state. I know that because I'm a deputy district attorney, and I, I work hard I during the ask day. You, that was my next question, Joe, because the audience out there doesn't know your background unless they go to your website. What is your website? Is it still up? My website's still up. It's joegovels.com, and um, or you can check out my Facebook page or, or catch well, me anywhere. Well, Joe, I want to say thank you for uh, taking the time for interviewing with Podcast by the Bay. Thanks, Joe Gothals, for that insight on workforce housing and information about San Mateo and some of the traffic issues we're dealing with over there. For our final interview, we're going to talk to Charles Stone, who's the current city councilman, outgoing mayor of Belmont. So he just ended his term for a couple weeks ago. And so we're excited to have Charles Stone on the program. And actually, Patrick got a chance to talk to him. So here we go. We're going to talk to Charles Stone right now. Here we go. Okay, we have Charles Stone from Belmont, former mayor in Belmont, and also is currently on the city council. You just won a re-election? Uh, no, we just reappointed mayors the other night. Uh, we do a yearly rotation like most cities, and my year as mayor was up, and now I'll be just a council member again for the next year. Why don't you tell us what you've been uh, working on in the last three years on the council and that you're very proud of here? Sure. Well, Belmont for a long time said no to all development. We've actually got some housing being built, and we have some projects in the queue with, for instance, 25% affordable. This year we raised the minimum wage to match what they've done in San Mateo. That's something I'm incredibly uh, excited about and proud of. And most importantly, we brought back a tone of civility to Belmont, which used to have a reputation as one of the most divisive councils in the county. Now we all get along even when we disagree we do so do so with uh respect for one another and that makes all the difference in the world well let's go back to something you just said and i was kind of excited when i saw that in the newspaper tell me what that 25 percent uh affordable housing 
Or is it workforce housing? It's it's going to be affordable housing. This is a project on one of our last redevelopment plots of land, and it's about a, a an 80-unit development, 25% will be affordable. And what I love about it the most is it has an absolute spread. It has a spread instead of just moderate, which you see in a lot of uh, projects like this. The affordable housing will have depth and breadth, meaning we will have some moderate, some low-moderate, some low income and some very low income all the, across the board. Well, that's the first time I've heard and I'm kind of excited about that being in the in the housing industry myself as a real estate broker. I know the difficulty is for people to afford houses and when you put people in the categories of income it, it eliminates a lot of people that need housing. That's right it does. Um, we uh, however, if we don't do this, if we don't require some sort of low, very low, moderate income housing, there will be absolutely none built. The market is not going to do it for us. Is Belmont, uh, and Belmont is suffering the same thing that most of us in the county for our teachers. What do you think? Do you think we should be making affordable housing for uh, school teachers? Absolutely do. It's one of my passions. Uh, the easiest way to do it is to build it on school district land, but most school district boards aren't interested in that. So we actually have a project in the queue right now where a developer is is uh, exploring a partnership with the Sequoia Union High School District that would lead to some teacher units being built in Belmont. Are you aware of the project in Foster City, um, which is called the Saris Regis Project? They're trying to get a rezoning on that uh, to, to, to build workforce housing on the property, working with a partnership with the developer as well as the city. Yeah, I don't know much about that one. I trust my friends in Foster City to do a good job. I uh, have a lot of faith in Sam Hindy. Okay, so do you, do you understand or uh, can you give us a clarification? What is affordable housing and what is workforce housing to you? Many use the terms interchangeably. For me, affordable housing means you're looking at the, uh, the state income brackets for whatever percentage of median income gets you into moderate, low moderate, uh, low moderate, moderate, or low income in those actual, um, in those actual stratas. That's to me what affordable housing is. If it, if it meets one of those requirements, then it's affordable housing. Uh, workforce housing is workforce housing. For instance, if we did government workforce housing in Belmont, not all of it would even qualify for affordable housing rates. For instance, some of our police and firefighters might make more than even the highest level of affordable housing. But we still need to build that housing because we don't want our fire and police first responders living 90 to 120 miles away in the event of a disaster. Okay, let's make a distinction here. Um, there is a difference between the two. The uh, workforce housing, uh, at least in the uh, template of what the city of Foster City is looking at, would be for police and fire and teach teachers. Um, <laughs> their workforce housing was working with the developer, where the developer basically was going to develop the property and then deed it back to the city. And the city was going to try to offer that housing to workforce housing, and of course, I don't think they've quite defined that, but one of the things they call it is first responders, police, and fire. Um, I'm generally supportive of that kind of housing. I think it fills a, a very big need. I forget the exact numbers, but I know that in San Mateo County, I think something like over half of all of our first responders live outside of the county, and something like a, a very large percentage would have to cross a bridge to get here in an emergency or two bridges. Now, that 25% affordable housing, is that on all new projects, or is that just that special project that you were talking about? That's the project we have on redevelopment land, but we did adopt an ordinance this year that's going to require 15% affordable housing on every rental project. 
Okay, what's your what's your opinion on single payer insurance? Do you have any opinion on single payer insurance? The state of California is trying to push legislation to have single payer. Sure. Uh, my opinion is that our healthcare system is tremendously broken in this country. Uh, healthcare costs continue to soar despite uh, Obamacare, which was a, a good attempt at some sort of a, uh, a project that the right could support. Unfortunately, they didn't. Uh, we really need to tackle health care costs, and single payer is one way I believe that we could do that. Okay, can you tell us, um, you know, in a nutshell, in the last three years, what are you the most proud of that you've accomplished um, in the city of Belmont? Staying married to my wife while spending 100 hours a month on city stuff. Well, we congratulate you for being in public service. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another Podcast by the Bay. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com slash podcast by the bay. And in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. Liberty Realty. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.